We come to the culmination of our series, you might say, as we have been talking about the last week of Christ's life, leading us up to Good Friday and the crucifixion, and of course this morning, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Our text is in Luke's Gospel, chapter number 24. This morning for our Easter Sunday morning text, Luke's Gospel, chapter number 24. This past week I was walking into the Home Depot store in Batavia. I saw this tall fella come walking out of the store. And he was walking toward me and I didn't recognize him. So I was kind of prepared to nod my head and say good morning when he walked by. And just in case he did. And uh, as he came within a few feet, suddenly he stopped and said, Mr. Olson, how are you today? I looked at him and I thought to myself, who are you? I said, I'm fine. How are you today? I looked at him more closely. He was wearing a big mask that covered about half his face. And so I could only see from his eyes up. And he had no hair. He was one of those skinheads. So I'm thinking, should I, should I say to this fellow, do I know you or not? So he said, how's retired life? I said, oh, it's great. And I'm thinking, I hope he doesn't ask me some questions, so I have to say, who are you? <laughs> then he said, you know, I'm retired too. Oh, yeah, good. And he went on and on and on. Finally, he made mention of someone else who retired. I suddenly realized who he was. Recognition is a funny thing. Here was somebody I knew and worked with for many years. I hadn't thought about him for a long time. Hadn't seen him in a long time. And in the old days, you know, the bank robbers used to wear masks so you didn't recognize them. And now people wear them for other reasons, but still, a big mask can hide your identity. So maybe it was the mask, or maybe part of it was that I never expected to see him on that day in that place. And most likely both of those things. And some people have a very distinct voice, and some people do not. And all those things are a part of recognition. And I was glad when I finally recognized him before I had to say, who are you? So I was happy to recognize him finally at last. Our Easter story today is all about recognition, or in particular, not recognizing someone who should be very familiar. It has a fascinating story with many valuable lessons in it. Early on that first Easter morning, Jesus had risen from the dead. An angel rolled back the stone away from the tomb to reveal the fact that Jesus had already risen from the grave. Several people came to see the empty tomb, and some of them wondered, what happened? And where's the body of Jesus? So our story begins most likely in the early afternoon of that first Easter day. Two men are leaving Jerusalem and heading for a town called Emmaus. It's about seven and a half mile walk from Jerusalem. And we will read the whole story and then stop and think about it together. Luke chapter 24, and I begin reading at verse 13. Behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about threescore furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. 
And it came to pass while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that you have one to another as you walk and are sad? And one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering, said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem? Hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty indeed in word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have him crucified. But we trusted it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And besides all this, today is the third day since these things were done. And certain women also our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher. And when they found not his body, they came, saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher, found it even as the women had said, but him they saw not. And he said unto them, O fools, slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken, Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them all the scripture, the things concerning him. And they drew nigh to the village whither they went. And he made as though he would have gone further, but they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is towards evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. Came to pass, as he sat down and meet with them, he took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened and they knew him. And he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our hearts burn within us when he talked with us by the way? And well, he opened to us the scriptures. It's important to notice that of the two men, only one name is given. Cleopas. The other one is left unnamed. Many times the Bible authors didn't like to use their own name. I'm sure they thought it's better not to tell a story and say, hey, this is all about me. And so John referred to himself as a disciple whom Jesus loved. Of course, he loved all his disciples, but John wouldn't use his own name. And Matthew refers to himself as just a publican, a tax collector, doesn't use his name. And here in this story, we believe the second unnamed person is Dr. Luke. The man who wrote the story down. Luke said about his gospel, I have thoroughly investigated all things and I'm writing them down. So why leave out the name in the story unless it's Luke himself? So we think it's Luke 99.9% sure. Maybe not, but most likely yes. So let's say Cleopas and Luke are walking down the road. It's a long walk, and they're sad, and they are confused. And as they walk, they talk. And Luke, in that familiar style of his, uses this term. He said, they reasoned together. Now, if you and I would have heard them, we would have said they were arguing. That's how we would have put it. They're arguing. But Luke says in his clever way, style of writing, they reasoned together. That is, apparently, they had differences of opinion, and they are very intense 
as they state those opinions walking down the road. Now the road to Emmaus comes out of the high country around Jerusalem and goes down into a big valley. And there are side roads that come from small towns nearby and join the main road that goes to Emmaus. And it was probably one of those side roads that Jesus used and came up behind them. And it says they didn't recognize him because their eyes were holding or their eyes just didn't see that it was Jesus. They were kept from recognizing him. Maybe he had a hood over his head. Uh, Maybe he spoke softly. But most certainly this, he was the last person they ever expected to see. They thought he was dead. So whatever the reason, or maybe all of those reasons, Jesus went unrecognized. There's a wonderful example of the human condition. People don't recognize God. They're surrounded by God's work. They've heard about God, but they wouldn't recognize him if he walked right down the road with it. And I'm sure that's why Luke tells this story, because it's a wonderful example of how you get to recognize Jesus. Or more in particular, how Jesus helps people to recognize him. Jesus' methods are very good. He's an expert at guiding people's thoughts to draw out of them away so they can recognize who Jesus really is. So we're going to trace the steps that Jesus uses to help these two men, Cleopas and Luke, to recognize the Savior who happens to be walking with them down the road. And because the whole conversation isn't told here, we're going to use our imagination a little bit and tell the story. So Jesus starts as he comes up behind them. You two seem to be having a very intense conversation. And by looking at you, you kind of seem to be sad. So what was it you were discussing so seriously? Well, the answer, I can't believe you don't know what just happened in Jerusalem. Everybody's talking about it. The Jews crucified Jesus of Nazareth, and we thought he was the Messiah. And Jesus said, oh, well, tell me about it. So Jesus, by his questions, sets in motion in their minds a reasoning process. Let's think about this. Tell me all about it. And Cleopas and Luke go on. Well, this Jesus did what nobody else could ever do. A couple of weeks ago, he raised a man named Lazarus from the dead. And get this. He was dead and buried for four days. It was amazing. Really? What else? Well, once we were with him up in the wilderness in Galilee, and nobody had any food to eat. This one boy had a lunch, five little rolls and a couple of fish. And Jesus took that lunch and fed 
thousand of us. And we ate until we were full. And Jesus said, wow, what else did Jesus do? They say, well, one day there was a beggar in Jerusalem who was born blind. And Jesus healed that man who had been born blind. Boy, did that cause a stir in Jerusalem. So asked Jesus, so what did you think about Jesus? Well, everybody was sure he was the Messiah. But now, we don't know. We just don't know. Jesus says, why? If you were sure, what made you change your mind? Well, they crucified him. And he suffered horribly on the cross. And he died. And now we just don't know. There's so many questions and no answers. So it was, Jesus got them to reason, to ask questions, to think logically. And that is where, my friends, it has to begin with reasonable, logical thought. In your busy life and in this distracting world, have you ever stopped to think about God? Do you ever take the time? To ask questions and then reason out the answers. That's the first step. And Jesus has Cleopas and Luke reasoning out their information. And finally they come to the one thing that they can't figure out. Jesus did all kinds of things that seemed to prove he was Messiah. Healing the sick, raising the dead. But what we don't understand is why he should suffer and die. And that's where our reasoning ends up. Why did Jesus suffer and die? So Jesus begins step two. He says to the two men, you know, it's a funny thing. Did you ever read the Bible? <laughs> they said, oh yeah, we read the Bible. We grew up on the Bible. So, do you remember the story of Adam and Eve? Everybody knows that story. Okay, didn't it say... In that story, that the seed of a woman would have his heel bruised by the serpent? Yeah, yeah, I think it does say that. So why are you surprised that the Jesus was wounded and bruised? That's what it said. And Jesus goes on. Do you ever sing songs? Well, we sing a lot of songs. We know the whole Jewish hymn book, the book of Psalms. Did you ever sing Psalm 22? Of course we have. We sing that at Passover in the temple all the time. Okay. Doesn't that song have a line in it that says, Behold, the dogs have come around me, and a pack of evildoers presses on me, and they pierced my hands and my feet. Oh, yeah. I forgot, it does say that. And that's exactly what happened to Jesus. So Jesus goes on, do you ever remember reading from Isaiah? 
Yeah, we read that all the time. Many times. Do you remember what it says? Well, <laughs> it says he was despised and rejected of men. And he was wounded and bruised. And he was cut off from the land of the living. Yeah. Well, now we see that's just what happened to Jesus. So Jesus used the Bible to answer their question, why did Jesus die? Step two, my friends, for you and me, is to open the Bible and read it. And how many people read the Bible, close it, and don't understand what they read? That would be all of us. All of us. Everybody does that. We read the Bible and we scratch our heads We say, I wonder what that means. Step two is reading the Bible and make sure you do this. Ask God to help like Jesus did that afternoon. And then recognize Jesus in the Bible by reading it and making the connection. This is about Jesus. My friends, step two is so important. And Jesus gives them a Bible study that they will never forget as they walk down the road to Emmaus. Step one, begin a reasoning process in your mind. Step two, search the scripture. And now Jesus goes on to step three. The journey has brought them finally to Emmaus. And Jesus says, well, fella, it's been nice talking to you. I'll see you later. I've got another appointment, which he did. Cleopas and Luke say, wait, 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 wait. Come with us. It's late in the day, and we ought to have supper. So why don't you come home with us? Please stop here for the night. We want you to spend the night with us. Step one, begin a reasoning process. Step two, search the scriptures. Step three, invite Jesus in. Oh, yes, my friends. Jesus is a perfect gentleman and he only goes where he is invited. So ask him to come in. Invite him to enter. Invite him to enter your home, to enter into your heart, and to enter into your life. Open the door and say to Jesus, won't you please come in? And what happens? He comes in. He takes the bread in his hands. And he blesses it. And immediately... (laughs) Full recognition. That's him! That's him! We've been talking with him for the last seven miles down the road, and there he is! Now, I don't know if it was his prayer that they recognized... Or I don't know if when he held the bread, they saw the holes in his hand. Or maybe it was just that bread. Because they remember that Jesus once said, I am the bread of life. Whatever it was, or maybe all of the above, suddenly, full recognition, Jesus then disappears right from their sight. Where did he go? It doesn't matter. He can go wherever he wants. He's risen from the dead. He can do anything he wants to do. 
<clears throat> my friends, you need to come to full recognition of God in your life. If you'll just invite him in, and you'll begin to recognize the hands and the work of God in your life. My friends, it was many years ago now that I sat in the service in a back pew, and the preacher said, if you want to serve God, stand up. And I stood up in the back of that church. Nobody noticed. But it was between God and me. And I said, I'll do whatever it is you want me to do. And shortly thereafter, I started a Tuesday night Bible study in my home. And then suddenly I began to recognize the hand of God. And someone said to me, there's an old church up the road. Why don't we look at it? I began to recognize God's hand in my life. And that's what brought me to be standing right here today. And I'll tell you, I still recognize God's hand at work. How? Just like they did, I feel the burning in my heart. Luke and Cleopas said, didn't our hearts burn when he was speaking to us and talking to us as we walked down the road? Oh yes, my friends, first reason it out, now search the scriptures, then invite him in, and then feel it, feel the burning in your heart. That's what Jesus did for Cleopas and Luke on that first Easter day. He will gladly do it for you on this Easter day. So thank you, Jesus. He is risen. He is risen indeed. I pray you will invite him in and feel the burning in your heart. And oh, that we will recognize Jesus as he walks beside us day by day. Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the lessons that we are taught in your word. Thank you for the wonderful way that you come in and help us to understand and for opening the eyes of these men, and for opening our eyes, that we may know God, if we're in a real way, recognize our need for Him, and how close He is so many times in our lives. Bless us on this Easter Sunday, and we bow before you, and say that we adore you, and thank you for all you do. Thank you for rising from the dead, and bringing us such wonderful news. Bless us now on this day, as we share it with friends and family. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. amen. In closing, like you turn in your hymn books, if you will, hymn number 100 as we close, standing as we sing, Christ arose. Page number 100, Christ arose. Page 100.
from the dark domain. Protect us, watch over us, bring us back to this place that we may grow and learn to love as we ought to more and more each and every day. Thank you, Lord, that you are risen indeed. We pray for all these things in your name. 